Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell, the king of DC media. Good evening, everyone. Tonight, my guest is acting coach Aaron Marcus. Aaron will be giving a workshop this year in Baltimore, March 25th, and he's going to have two special guests. Now, you can find out more about uh, Aaron if you go to howtoactandmodel.com forward slash March under bar 2017 under bar Baltimore. That's how to act and model.com forward slash March under bar 2017 under bar Baltimore. Hey, you can also find out about his book if you go to how to act and model.com. So I see that uh, Aaron's on the line, so let me bring him on in. Good evening. Hey, William. So nice to hear from you. Oh, same here. Same here. Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. All right, all right. I'm going to dive right in. So tell us a little bit more about this uh, this workshop you got uh, coming up March 25th. You know, about how long is it, and what can people expect to learn? Yeah. So, and, and just so everybody knows, uh, uh, the uh, the link for Baltimore it's uh, lowercase b. But the simplest thing to do is just go to my website, like you would mention, howtoactmodel.com. Click on workshops, and you'll find the link right there. Um, I've got two great guest speakers. I've got David Dubois, who's a really well-known, he's an actor, he's a director, he's a writer, a voiceover artist, and he's going to be talking about auditioning. And he has done tons of TV shows and movies. I have a headshot and commercial photographer, David Blackman. He's going to be talking about what he looks for when he's hiring commercial models for jobs. I'm going to be teaching people everything from uh, practicing um, at a go-see, what you need to do, which is the audition for models, how to get work on your own, market yourself, how to find agents in other markets. Uh, you'll learn all about the union, how to join, if you should join, and answer questions that people have. It's really it's going to be an incredible web, uh, webinar. It's going to be an incredible in-person work workshop for anybody who is either thinking about getting started in the industry for themselves or their kids, and also for people who've been in the industry for a while, but they just feel like maybe they're just uh, only doing extra work. They're not really getting the principal roles or the auditions that they really want. It'll be great for them as well, and it's going to run from 10 to 2. And um, yeah, I do these in Baltimore twice a year. I travel a lot for workshops. I also do online workshops and online mentoring but it's really it's it's such an important thing for actors and models because as you know I mean you you can be the most talented person in the world but if you don't know how to get yourself out there if you don't know what are the ingredients for putting together a great headshot and a resume and commercial photos and really understand auditioning it's going to be really tough to, to, to get work. And so those are just a, a few of the things that I'm going to be sharing with people along with my uh, guest speakers. All right. That's great. So uh, tell me about some of the other cities that you have workshops in. 
Well, uh, it looks like I'm going to be heading to Johannesburg, South Africa uh, in April. I've been there one time before, and another organization is bringing me back. And that's it's it's very interesting. It's a it's a it's a different world. It really is. Um, um, there is a really interesting photographers convention that is taking place in St. Louis. This is also in April, and photographers from around the world gather at this event. They bring in hundreds of models, and people shoot all day long. And they're flying me in to give a workshop for the models, just teaching them how to prepare before a photo shoot, how to work with photographers. There are techniques that I've created that I share with people. So that way, when you are either working with a photographer on a set or you're attending a go-see, which is the audition for models, you're going to have a specific technique to use that will make your photos just explode and jump off the page and just really grab the attention of the industry professionals. And then, I, like I said, I, I do uh, monthly online workshops as well. I also will be heading to Atlanta uh, a little bit later to do some workshops. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty busy with that, but my daytime job is acting and modeling. Like, for instance, I'll be – it's about a two-and-a-half-hour drive. I'll be in Pennsylvania doing a, a photo shoot for a, uh, a medical company, and it's some kind of heart medication. So, I'm guessing uh, they thought that I was the guy who looked right for the part. Yeah, yeah, and it, 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 a lot of modeling now is uh, average people. So, you know, it is tax time. So your mileage that you claim, that must be a lot of mileage. Yeah, and, you know, and, and, and it's a good point. And, you know, it's I tell you, learning how to do your taxes um, is so important. I actually have a video where I uh, interviewed um, uh, an accountant. And, yeah, once again, if you just go to howtoactamodel.com and click on the store page, you can order this video. And look, I'm not a CPA, so I can't really give you um, uh, real advice, but I can tell you for me, and I can't, I, I can't say that this is general for everybody, there are a lot of really interesting deductions that people can take if you are in the acting and modeling industry. There are also some that you want to I would highly recommend you stay away from. I, I've done enough uh, training films for the IRS to know that I don't want to mess around with these guys and I don't want to put things <laughs> down that could uh, raise some red flags. Like, let, and let me give you a couple specifics. So, like, for instance, if I go to a movie, legally I'm allowed to deduct that. It's a business expense for me. I'm studying while I'm watching. I'm looking at the credits. Um, I'm learning, you know, from other actors. Yeah. And even though legally, I believe from what I've been told, I can deduct that. I never do. I don't deduct my Netflix um, uh, subscription, even though I think that I can. Some of the things that I can deduct, and like you were saying, with mileage, uh, that is something that I deduct when I fly to uh, you know a different city to give a workshop. That's a deduction for me. And once again, I don't want to say that that's a universal thing because it might depend on your particular situation. But here's something where some people make a, a big mistake, and I want to share this with you. And once again, I just want to keep on clarifying: I'm not a CPA, but from what I've been told. 
sometimes, let's say you were told you need to purchase a red sweater for a photo shoot. And you go out, yeah. you buy the red sweater, and you think, well, I'm using this for a job. I'm going to deduct it. My understanding is that if your wardrobe is something that you could possibly wear in everyday life, it is not deductible. Now, if you are doing Las Vegas and you are wearing some kind of crazy glitter uh, costume that you're not right. going to wear in public in any other kind of situation except while you are performing on stage, then that is something you can deduct, but not not any kind of wardrobe that could be seen as uh, a, a type of wardrobe that you could wear uh, in your real life. Yeah, like uh, if I had like a Santa suit or a, a Colonel Sanders suit, I could maybe deduct yeah. that one. Once again, I would certainly speak to a CPA about that, but that's something that I think uh, would be uh, uh, deductible. That would make sense to me. Exactly. But the important thing is exactly. always keep track. You know, you, once again, I know I keep, I keep, you know, want to clarify this, uh, not being an accountant or a CPA. Um, I deduct all of my agent expenses. So when I'm paying my agent either a 20% commission fee for commercial modeling jobs or if I'm paying them a 10% commission fee for union acting jobs, that's deductible for me. Um, once again, if I'm taking a train up to New York for an audition or a job, that's a deduction for me. And these are things that you want to um, really keep track of. If I take a class, I'm going to deduct that. If I you know, shoot a new headshot. I'm going to deduct the uh, fee that I pay to the photographer, the printer who's going to be printing copies. When I get my resumes printed from the printer, uh, it's going to be a deduction for me. Uh, any books, any books that are related to the industry that I purchase, that's a deduction for me. So sometimes people might be a little surprised as to how many things you really can deduct. And, and maybe that would even give people more incentive to continue to study if you know that, well, maybe maybe this is something that I can deduct from my taxes as well. Exactly, exactly. So let's switch gears. Uh, let's talk about some of the uh, the highlights of your book. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the book, it's called How to Become a Successful Actor and Model. It is a great book that, and not just because I wrote it, but it's because it is so helpful to people. And once again, it's the same same kind of group of people uh, that would be reading it, either people who are interested in getting started, but they have no idea how to go about getting started. They're worried about getting ripped off in the industry, which is something that you should have concerns about because there are unscrupulous people out there who will lie to you, say all kinds of things to you, and just try to take your money without giving you the right information. Um, and it's also for people who've been in the business for a while, but they feel like they really need to jumpstart their career. So I have everything in this book, everything from teaching you specifically what are the ingredients and formulas that go into putting together a headshot that will grab the attention of industry professionals. And I, and I can tell you that your headshot is the most important part of your career, especially 
especially in today's time period, because as you know, so much of, of our work is being done electronically today. Years ago, uh, my New York modeling agencies would print, and actually even some of the local ones too, in the Maryland, Virginia, D.C. area, they would print acting and modeling books. And the models and actors would pay a fee and have their photos in the book. Those books would be distributed to all of the photographers in the area, all the advertising agencies in the area, and that's how we used to get work. People would just flip through the pages, find the pictures, and either bring people in for an audition or sometimes just cast people from their photos. Well, today, those books don't exist, and everything is done electronically. And so your headshot is being seen as a thumbnail amongst hundreds of other headshots. And so your headshot has to really be an effective one. And I can tell you, I took a, a workshop with a great casting director, and he was talking about typically for any role that he is casting, um, he through, through the breakdowns, he will send this out. He will get a minimum of 500 submissions per role. And depending on the mm. project, it could be 1,500 submissions for every role. And he typically will invite 30 people in for an audition. So out of you know somewhere between 500 to 1,500, I've even heard a couple thousand in some situations, you might be one of 30 people. So that's why your headshot is so crucial. You need to learn how to put together the right kind of resume in the right format, some special uh, tricks that, that I share in the book that will teach you um, how to make your resume stand out, even with little to no experience, how to find agents, how to make sure they're legitimate, um, how to find agents in other markets, commercial photos. All actors should be considering commercial modeling jobs. And uh, basically, most people will hire a photographer. They'll stand there, smile, take a picture. Maybe they're holding a cell phone in their hand. And then they'll think, oh, well, maybe I'll do a business shot. So I'll stand there, uh, cross my arms, do a business shot with a suit, smile. And th those shots really aren't all that interesting. So what you want to learn is how to make the photos just explode and grab people's attention. You also want to learn how to market yourself, how to get work on your own, even if you have an agent. It's really important to know how to do this, how to shoot auditions from home. There's a whole section just on that. Because in today's time, I can tell you that almost every audition that I do in the Atlanta market, in the Ohio market, in the Louisiana market, I do all of those auditions at home. And yes, you can go out and you can find a studio to go into or pay somebody to shoot it for you. But if you get the right information and you know what equipment to purchase, which is all laid out for you in the book, you can learn how to do this on your own. And it makes life so much simpler. It's a lot less expensive. And you also are in the comfort of your home where you can easily do retakes if you need to. You'll even learn how to put together a great cover letter so that when you are trying to find a new agent or marketing yourself to casting directors or photographers or art and creative directors at ad agencies, there's a sample uh, letter that you can use. Just change some of the wording around. You'll learn about some of the legal documents you have to play with, model release forms, what changes you 
absolutely need to make in every model release form. Uh, vouchers, how to deal with those. Those are the invoices that you get for every modeling job. And basically, it's a cookbook, and it just walks you through the entire process, and it will save you years and years and years of guesswork and trial and error and a lot of money by not doing things incorrectly. Yeah, it's, it's quite a resource. So let's talk about pilot season. So what are some uh, strategies and techniques uh, actors should use to approach pilot season? Sure. So one thing to keep in mind, and, and look, you know, everybody has a different opinion about this. I'm sharing you what my, I'm sharing with you what my opinion is. If you are just getting started in the industry, or you've done you know a couple little things uh, in your area, I would not suggest that you pick up and move to LA right now for pilot season, which is happening right now. Only because, because sometimes, you know, I, I have met people and they say, well, you know what, pilot season is happening now. This is when I want to go out there. I want to be in the middle of it. The problem is agents are going crazy at this point. They are submitting all of their best talent for pilots um, because that's where agents can see money. Same with managers as well. I mean, if you if you have a client who's on a on a pilot that gets picked up, then you're going to be seeing a lot of income uh, for however long that show runs, or potentially even if it goes um, into syndication after five years. So for someone who doesn't have that much experience and you don't have representation at this point, honestly, I think this could be a bad time to go out there because they're probably not in the best frame of mind to be looking into finding new talent. So um, I would, and, and you know, one of the differences with pilot seasons now is that it's not as specific as it used to be. It used to be in January, February through April, but there are pilots that are shot year-round now. Um, so you know, there are plenty of other times to go to either New York or LA and still, you know, try to audition for pilots. Most of the time, and, not, and there certainly there are exceptions to the rule. Most of the time, the casting directors are going to want to have people submitted for the castings through an agent. So one of the suggestions that I would make right now is if you do want to work on TV, then and, and you're you know you're in a position uh, to move to either New York or LA, then I would try to get an agent first because yes, there are some exceptions to the rule, but pretty much most of the casting directors are going to be sending the breakdowns to the agents and, and managers as well. The agents are the ones who are supposed to be submitting you, so I would definitely get an agent first. The other thing too is, um, you know. If you're auditioning for a TV show, you know, you absolutely want to watch the show. You want to be familiar with the show. And that way you know the pacing, you know who the other uh, characters are, you know what type of show it is. Do people talk really quickly? Is it more laid back? Is it more of a drama? Can you take your time with the read? But for a pilot, it's a little bit trickier because you can't go and watch other episodes to get a feel for it. So something that I would suggest is find out who is directing the pilot and then go to a website like IMDB 
Internet Movie Database and look up the director and see what kind of projects this person has worked on. And then you can simply go to YouTube and find some clips from those projects. And that way, you'll have a better sense of the style of the director. And that might give you some really helpful information when you go in and read for a part. Uh, fantastic, fantastic. So I'm going to kind of go down another avenue here and talk about, the, there was recently a controversy about the pay-to-play casting director workshops. So what's your take on that and how actors can avoid scams? Well, that's a big topic. And um, and once again, everybody has, everybody has an opinion uh, on that. I mean, basically and I know this was really big in L.A. Um, I'm not sure how much it's being discussed in New York. Maybe it is. I just know that there were some, a lot of discussions, and it's not new. I mean, that, that discussion has been around for a while, where basically um, there have been some issues where actors will pay to go to a showcase. And at the showcase, they perform for industry professionals. It could be agents, could be managers, could be casting directors, all of the above. And that is considered illegal because, as you said, that's paying to play. You know, basically you're paying a fee to audition. And, you know, I, I understand, you know, the, the, the problem with that. On the other hand, uh, what some places do, and maybe this is just a workaround, but if the industry professionals there offer you feedback and give you suggestions and give you tips, you're not really just auditioning. It's more of a class. It's more of an educational experience. And I believe, I think, that people are able to do that. So to answer the second part of your question, and look, I know people who've had some real success with getting an opportunity to be in front of some industry professionals because it can be hard in today's time period. You know, it's not like years ago where you can just knock on an agent's door, walk in and say, you know, hey, here's my headshot, here's my resume, love to talk with you about representation. I mean, those days haven't been around forever, and you're not, you can't do that with casting directors either. So, you know, typically if you want to get the attention of those people, if you're doing a play, you can send them a postcard, you can invite them. If you're in a project, you can you know, certainly let them know about it. But being able to see somebody face-to-face, it's a very different kind of experience. But one of the things that I would suggest people do just to make sure that it's a legitimate kind of showcase is, you know, even if it's a big-named, let's say, casting director, I would want to find out who from that casting company is going to be there. You know, I want to make sure it's either the casting director I don't want it to be somebody who's answering the telephones from that casting director's office uh, who's going to be attending because they might not have anything to do with bringing people in to read. Now, you know, if it's an assistant, maybe that's not so bad because sometimes assistants can be influential. And the, you know, the assistant could go back to the casting director and say, hey, I just saw, you know, William Powell audition for this thing. He was great. Uh, We should really bring him in. Mm -hmm. So in that case, it it could be helpful. But I would like to do some, you know, make sure you do some research, make sure that the 
companies are legit, you know, go to the, either their website, go to IMDb and find out if they are listed there. They should be. Um, if it's a casting company, find out if they are a member of CSA, Casting Society of America. And, and not to say there aren't some really good casting directors who, for whatever reason, aren't members of, of that association. But if they are, then at least you know this is a legitimate place. Maybe, they, maybe if they even if they don't have a website, um, maybe they have a Facebook page, and you can go and visit, and just you know do do some homework, you know, before you invest. And it's not even just with the showcases, but for any kind of class, like like for instance, even like the class that we were talking about um, that I'm going to be giving in Baltimore on the 25th. You know, check out uh, my guest speakers. You know, you can check out their websites, or you can check, you know, just. Google their names or, you know, go to IMDb, at least for, for David Boy and, and for me as well. Go to my website and you can see, you know, I had a recurring role on House of Cards. I had a week contract on Gotham and Halt and Catch Fire and The Wire and done, actually I've done over 1,200 jobs. So that way you know that, you know, these are people who are really in the industry. And, and that's something you want to make sure that uh, you're dealing with people who can really give you true, up-to-date information. All right. You know, I want to really talk about the health of the, of the industry. Do you think uh, the wages in show business are going down? I mean, it seems like there's so much digital uh, productions now and, and cutbacks and all this kind of thing. Do you see a downward trend in uh, compensation? Well, you know, it, it is it is true that there are uh, different situations where you might earn less. Um, but you know what? There are also so many more opportunities for people. I mean, you know, I, there's a guy I know who shot a film. It's I think I'm trying to remember. It's like an 18 minute film or 10 minute film or 18 minute film on his on his phone. And and he was showing it at Sundance, and so you know he would bring in you know actors for this. Those things couldn't have been done years ago, not that long ago. That simply wasn't possible. If you wanted to shoot even a short like that, you know you were talking about spending a fortune, having access to the equipment. And if you were talking about even before the video, if you had to actually shoot film. It was really, really expensive. So, you know, for for I, I, at least I can speak for union jobs. If you're a member of SAG-AFTRA, I mean, you're still getting paid a really good wage. You know, even if you're just getting scale. And you know, if you're not in the union and you're doing non-union projects, well, those things have always been. Um, kind of up in the air. I mean, you know, there are no set fees. And not to say that you, you still can't get paid, you know, some really good money uh, by doing non-union projects, but everything is negotiable. And so, yeah, I mean, there, honestly, I, I just think there are many, many, many more opportunities. And, you know, and as far as the fees go, and maybe this is a little bit controversial as well, I, I think that, especially if you're first getting started, I wouldn't even be concerned about the money. You know, only because I know, like when I first got started, there were a couple of photographers who were putting some uh, shots together for their own publicity, 
and they asked me if I would do it. And I said, sure. You know, it gave me experience in front of a camera. Uh, it gave me experience working with photographers. It gave me a tear sheet, a copy of the shot that I was able to use in my portfolio. And it also built connections for me with other industry professionals so that when actual jobs came up, these people knew me. They knew my work. They knew that uh, they could trust me, that they were going to get really good photos out of the session. So um, certainly, look, you don't want to continue to do work uh, for nothing, and you don't want to feel like you are getting ripped off by doing you know, a big project and getting paid next to nothing for it. I mean, that's not good either. But you know, I think there are plenty of opportunities out there where you still can make money, whether you're in the union or uh, even if you're doing non-union work. Very good, very good. So tell me, how can actors use nervousness to their advantage? Wow. Well, that's a great question. I've done entire uh, workshops on, on that. Um let me try to condense it for you just because I, I know we do have a, a limited amount of time. Um, look, most people get nervous. Most most people are human, and for certain projects, they probably feel some nervousness, just like in other areas of life. You know, you hear about football players, guys who have been you know, playing since – you know, Pop Warner League, and before a, a big NFL game, you know, they're in the bathroom throwing up because they're feeling nervous. You know, they go out and hit people a couple times, and that relaxes them. And I'm not recommending that you, you know, tackle a casting director to help, you know, <laughs> settle your nerves. But, um, you know, one of the there are a couple key things that, that I always uh, tell people, and, and that is if you are feeling nervous before an audition or before a shoot, number one, it's okay. Uh, that means you are a human. That means you are in touch with your emotions. And as an actor, there's nothing more important than recognizing what your body is telling you. The other thing, too, is um, – I would never tell somebody to get rid of their nervousness. I think it's really helpful to be nervous. There are certain projects, certain auditions that scare me. Um, and although nobody would see it, still, um, I like the fact that I feel all those synapses firing. Uh, I feel that energy flying through my body, and it helps bring out uh, a read that's even more live. And so what I do is there are a couple of techniques that I show people. As a matter of fact, I'll do this at the workshop in Baltimore of how to contain your nervousness, not, not getting rid of it in any way, but essentially you are harnessing this energy and you're using it to your advantage. Some people like to just kind of shake their hands, jump up and down a little bit, you know, just to get some of the excess energy out there. I don't necessarily recommend doing that in front of everybody, um, but you can do that privately and then walk in. Sometimes taking deep breaths and letting it out slowly is helpful. Um, but I do think that being nervous can be, can be a really good thing, and it can be used to your advantage. Fantastic. Okay, so we're coming near the end here. Uh, so just talk a little bit uh, about some some optimal 
auditioning techniques, and then uh, just kind of wrap up with some of the exciting projects you have coming up. Sure. And, and once again, in, in all of my, whether it's private mentoring, uh, you know, that I do online or in-person workshops or in the book as well, um, you know, one of, one of the things that's really interesting when people are auditioning for TV commercials, people have a tendency of thinking, okay, so what's a commercial? A commercial, we are selling a product here. And that's the way they go into their audition trying to sell the product. Typically, you'll never get cast trying to sell a product. There are some exceptions to the rule if you're a spokesperson and things like that. But for the most part, for most of the lifestyle types of commercials, which is probably 95% of all the commercials out there, what you want to do is create a life for this character. You want people to get a chance to learn more about you, once again, your character. Give people an opportunity to see you. And and let me give you a perfect example. So if this is some kind of soft drink, people who drink this are really cool. It shows all these people on the beach. They're having a fun time sitting around a campfire. All these people are beautiful. Nobody is hitting you hard with the soft drink. It's the concept of when you drink this soft drink, you are going to be one of these cool people. So what you're doing is you need to show um, how incredible you are, uh, how great, how much fun you're having in your life. And once again, those are the techniques that you're going to read about in the book and that I do in the workshops. But that's what you need to do. Stop selling. Never sell a product. Let people have a glimpse of your character and let them into your character's life. That's what you want to be doing for commercials. Fantastic, fantastic. And do you have any uh, hot art acting jobs coming up? Yeah, so like I was mentioning, I'm going to be in uh, uh, Pennsylvania on Thursday, and it's about, I don't know, like a two-and-a-half-hour drive. It's a commercial modeling job. And for me, though, those are acting jobs, and I don't know specifically what they are going to need me to do, but maybe it could be anything from someone who is feeling a little sick and this medication is going to hurt, uh, help them. Maybe I'm feeling great because this medication has kicked in and it's changing my life. And essentially, I use the same kinds of acting techniques uh, for that I would use for an acting job as I would for commercial modeling, because it's not you know walking a runway. We're not talking about fashion modeling. We're talking about commercial modeling. And what the photographer wants is to have people show uh, the camera real expressions and emotions, many layers of expressions and emotions to give the photographer lots of choices. So I love doing those things. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. That's the next one that I have coming up. Great. Man, well, Aaron, you've been a fantastic guest. I'll definitely have you on again. Uh, and Anytime, I thank you again for coming on the show. Hey, my pleasure. And once again, if anybody has any questions for me, always feel free to reach out. You can just go to my website, howtoactandmodel.com, and you can get to me right from the website. If you want to learn more about my book or my workshops or mentoring sessions, all of that is right at howtoactandmodel.com. All right, Aaron, have a great night. Hey, thank you so much. See ya. Okay, bye.
right, everybody. Uh, remember to do something for your career every day and break a leg. Looking for a show to see this weekend? Look no further than DC Metro Theater Arts. They've got reviews, Q&As with actors, and much, much more. Visit DCMetroTheaterArts.com. That's DCMetroTheaterArts.com.